Genre. to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King one achingly sweet minute at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And today we're talking about Minute 189, which starts with uh, Faramir saying, I do not believe this darkness will endure, as Eowyn looks at him, um, and ends with Sam and Frodo um, trying their best. Uh, as they try and hide from the oncoming orc army. Heavy air quotes. Yes. On hide. hide. Yeah. Well, they don't have their cloaks anymore. Right. They, they they certainly do not. I mean, if they had their cloaks, they could just, you know, whoosh them over and they'll just blend into the rock wall, right? Yeah. In, in the book, uh, they do still have one of the cloaks. I believe. Because Frodo is still just basically only wrapped in a cloak mm. after a certain point. Yeah, Sam gives him his? I think so. But yeah, this the first 30 seconds of this minute is a mm. single line of dialogue from Faramir. Yes. And just longing, sweet looks between the two of them. I really like the music. It's really nice. There is an entire, like, super schmaltzy... Gondorian meet cute and then followed oh, by a rom-com sure. well, in the, uh, inside uh, this movie. No, it's not even a rom-com. It's it's like a it's a love story. Yeah, there's there's it's a, like there's a romantic a, drama. Yeah, there's a whole love at first sight story there yeah. somewhere. I don't know. I just imagine it as a as a romantic comedy just because the supporting cast would be like Pippin. I guess. Pippin's gone, though. They're watching them all march to war. Yeah. I don't know. I think... Yeah. It could... Yeah, it could just be straight up a drama, I guess. Yeah. Just really... Just ramp up the tension. I don't know that it's, um... I don't know that there's enough for a movie. No. But it is... You could certainly make it so. It's a nice... It's a... I don't know. It's... It's so wholesome and lovely. And I really like it. And I yeah. forgot that this happened, and so I'm so happy. Because literally, I was like, oh, the houses of healing, that's all we get. And like, no, this was a surprise. I'm so, I'm so, like, delighted. Right? So this, this stuff was just cut for time. Yeah. But they also felt like it's kind of, it's weird to not have it if you have that shot of Eowyn and Faramir at the end in the coronation scene. Right. It's a little odd, but it's, it's still fine. It's not anything, it's only distracting to people that know that that's a thing in the book, really. Mm. It's not very distracting to just like a casual moviegoer who doesn't know anything about these movies, just seeing them for the first time. It's just like, oh, these two characters are next to each other at the coronation. They might not even, I don't remember if they're holding hands. I think they are. I don't remember. But Faramir takes her hand here. Do you think this is the first time they've held hands? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Oh my god. Well, actually, I don't know. She like snuggles up to him pretty familiarly so yeah. maybe it's like the second time they've held hands <laughs> <laughs> right taking a few steps back from the bathtub <laughs> that's 
that's not in this movie. I know. I just think it's funny. It is very funny. I um. But this is very sweet. Yeah. They they have really good chemistry. Yes. They really really do. Um, it feels really natural the way that they look at and talk to each other. It's so sweet. Yeah. That's why I said achingly sweet. They I, have much I, much better chemistry than Vigo and Liv do. Um. Eh. I don't know. I I think they have chemistry. I think they do too. I think this is this feels more genuine than the chemistry that they have. Really? Me. Yeah. I don't know. And it's such it's such a smaller piece of things. Fourteen year old Cassandra heavy heavily disagrees. <laughs> I don't know. It part of that might just be because there's this this disconnect with who Arwen's character is between the first movie and the later ones. Because their chemistry when we first see Arwen is excellent. Yeah. I love that. I love the dynamic they have when we first see Arwen. Sword flirting. Uh, I think that David and Miranda, their chemistry feels so instantly, instantly genuine in a way that I think falls off in the chemistry between Liv and, and Vigo. Why? Because they just don't share s- screen time? Yeah, because they, they start to feel I'm really the, divorced um... from each other in the, in the, they, they are like divorced from each other in the narrative, but it, it that distance, I think, hurts the the feeling of their chemistry. I um, the bit in Two Towers where we see like the flashback where they're just lounging, and then like that's he, nice. He breaks up with her like that. To me, is I don't know. I I still think there's chemistry. Yeah, I think there like is when, chemistry. Like in the coronation scene where when she shows up and like they're both really happy. Like, see, I just Aragorn just doesn't feel in character in that scene to me. I don't know. Which just kind of, like, pulls me out of some of it. I guess. I'm just like, this, you're not Aragorn. He's in his fancy. Because he's not Aragorn anymore. Fancy smancy. He's now, he's now King Elisar. He's no longer Aragorn. He's got, like, five names. Right, yeah. The, but yeah, just, the, the natural chemistry that these two seem to have is just very, very, like, refreshing at this point in the movie. Mm. Especially in the, you know, in the extended version only. This was comfort time, but also this, um, they felt, I guess, in some way that this sort of, this stuff with Faramir and showing him up and walking around might make people think that he was well enough to go fight, but chose not to, which runs counter to some of his characterization. Yeah. Um, I think even if he wanted to, uh, everyone involved would have been like, no, sit down like right sit down Faramir someone's got to be in charge of Gondor if everything goes south out there yeah for real just like someone needs to be in charge of Rohan if everything goes south out there because they both you two stay put they both are very um uh adamant about you know protecting those they care about and and fighting till their last breath so so, I don't know. It, because I mean, like, we see Eowyn get hurt. Yeah. We see Eowyn get hurt. I mean, Faramir was was being dragged back with two arrows sticking out of him. Right. And Eowyn was magically sickened and weakened by the, I don't, the black breath, which doesn't come weird. across in the movie. That's so weird that, like, that would even occur. I, that's never occurred to me. Cause like, because if he's supposed to be like a like a shining knight, 
it does kind of feel weird that he chooses not to go out and fight if he's up and walking around. Or we don't, there's no, like, rebuke of him trying to and then being told no. There's no real establishment of how bad his injuries are. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, because we, but we see him in the Houses of Healing montage. Yeah, just looking at Eowyn from across the way. Right. Oh, pretty lady. Pretty right. girl. Oh, man. My dad's dead. I'm real sad. Oh, wow. She's pretty. Oh, <laughs> she's, she's sad, sad. too. <laughs> What happened to her? Who made you sad? Right. Who made how, you sad? How dare. Can I stab them? Right. <laughs> I can take care of myself. Can I help you stab them? Right. Do you require assistance? Yes. In the stabbing. I'm a soldier. It's what I know how to do. <laughs> stab your problems. Stab things and be sad. She's yeah. just like, wow, same. <laughs> Relatable content. <laughs> High five. Oh my god. But yeah, then right at the 30 second mark in this minute, we transition back to Sam and Frodo. In their little orc get-ups, they come sliding down this little hill. Mm-hmm. Sound design's pretty good in that scene, I think. It sounds like a pretty natural fall down the hill. Yes. And then Sam is very optimistic. Not even cautiously so. Just optimistic. Look, Frodo, the orcs, they're moving on. Mm-hmm. Our luck's changed. I don't know about that, Sam. Some luck at last. I don't know I about love that, Sam. gags like that, where it's just like, oh, yes, finally. And then... Immediately undercut. Uh-huh. I think there's not even there's not even a full second, I think, between the end of that line and the sound of the orcs in the distance coming closer. Oh, my God. You know what? I was just talking about how the fountain was dry, and in this shot, it's, like, running. It was just very hard to tell, I think, from further away. That's weird. Yeah. It probably was just a lot harder to tell from further away because the water's very clear. Oh, well, whatever. You can just barely see that My there's bad. water in it. I like the wide shot of the orc army kind of moving with all the torchlight and stuff. Mm. I think it's cool. The eye looking around. Yeah, just starting around a little bit. It's a good wide shot. One of the better ones, I think, of Mordor because it doesn't feel like the same shot of the tower and the mountain. Yeah. I, um, but yeah, no, I love, I love gags like this where it's just like, yes, finally. And then it's just like undercut immediately. <laughs> Look, we're home free. No. Sadly, no. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, Sam, what you don't understand is that there's 45 minutes of movie left. So, so here is where, because we can hear the whips. So, like, here is where the the, where there's a whip. the slow rumbling of the music happens, there's right? <laughs> if you're putting it in this we one at all. We don't want to go to work today. <laughs> yes, this is exactly where it would be. Oh my god. Job where there's a whip. It's so good. <laughs> it's an absolute banger, uh-huh. Cassandra. It is. And it'd be it would have been cool if they had used like some amount of the instrumentation to just stick in the score for this moment. I mean But they don't. It's it's supposed to be a tense moment, so like I understand completely why they just would the not drum do beat. that. I no, it doesn't fit. It's not appropriate. To the tone. I mean, this is a gag moment, though, right? Kind of, but, like, it's also just like, a, oh, no. <laughs> like, just, it's a gag, but they don't, like, lean heavily into it. Yeah. I'm just I'm just curious in what that song sounds like as composed by Howard Shore. I don't know. With just a full orchestra More playing. <laughs> just a, a full orchestra playing where there's a whip, there's a way. Oh, my God. I find that to be something I would like in my life. I, Yeah. And then Howard Shore, as the conductor, can, like, crack the whip. (laughs) 
over the over the pit. No, come on. The um, what do they? What do? Uh, I feel like um, when when orchestras uh, perform, what's that Christmas carol? Sleigh ride. Yeah, yeah. Um, somebody in the percussion is doing the the whip cracking. Mm. You can't crack. Okay, I don't know. You've never played in an orchestra, right? Because there isn't like that much space between like the front row and like where the conductor's chilling out so like that would yeah, be he's just, he's just gonna that would be horrifying he's just gonna just crack the whip directly into the opening of the tuba oh my god no no dude the tuba doesn't sit in the front i know i'm making a the joke the tuba's in the back it's a joke oh my god i'm having like high school orchestra flashbacks just knock a clarinet out of somebody's hands <laughs> The poor, the poor first, the poor, like, principal violinist is just like, oh, God, I'm dying today. <laughs> uh, next, it's going to be me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, no. That brings a whole new meaning to the movie Whiplash. Isn't that about drums? Yeah. But it's about a band. I thought it was about a kid that learns how to play the drums. Is it? I don't know. I haven't really seen it. Just the name you came to mind. You can't even make a joke. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> you not have seen the movie? I've just seen that one scene. The one with, um, what's his face? J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. Why can I never remember his name? Dave Johnson. Yes. Uh, just, that's not his real name either. That's another character he did the voice Oh of. my god. What is his um, name? <laughs> my brain can never remember. Whenever I try to summon it's it. It's J. Jonah Jameson. It's just. Give it's, me pictures of Spider-Man. It's Triple J. Um. <laughs> well, my God, what is his name? <laughs> I've cursed you. My God, what is his we'll, name? We'll remember it as soon as we turn the microphone off. Yeah, because he's also... he's. Um, Didn't he win an Oscar for that movie? I believe so. <laughs> Oscar winner, J. Joman, J. 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 Jameson. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. <laughs> my, I can't. I cannot remember his I name. I cannot summon it. It's so funny. Anyway. We're from the website DuelingGenre.com. Check us out there. Check out some of the other Dueling Genre move. Uh, no, that was yesterday. Yes. Check out the Facebook listener group. Tell us who J. Jonah Jameson is played by. I'm looking it up <laughs> as soon as we turn this off. I'll probably remember before the Google <laughs> even finishes. As soon as I don't need the information, I will remember. Right? Yeah. But anyway, um, join our Facebook listener group, uh, The Fellowship of the Mic, if you're active on Facebook. And, and want to join our group. It's a lot of fun. It's a cool community. We appreciate you all. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back tomorrow to finish out the week and see what happens to Sam and Frodo and their very silly helmets. Right, and their attempt at hiding. Yes. Bye. Bye.